when I do remind you, and now you do respond snappy, snippy, short, critically, all of that, you need to know that I might not want to keep reminding you anymore because that doesn't feel fair to me. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to hold your spouse accountable to their goals without sounding critical. One take wonder. <laughs> of all the ones to get on the first <laughs> first run at it, that was um, impressive. <laughs> I'm Thank in you. awe of you right now. Well done. <laughs> and that was even with an interruption of a sneeze yeah. and having to start over. Man. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, that felt pretty good. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that makes my day. Uh, <sighs> um, since I mostly look this way at you, should the thing be over this way a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really doesn't matter because apparently my voice carries better than yours does. So Yeah. Here's a great question that you and I have actually um, had to kind of figure out and work out in our own life, uh, but someone else is asking it now, so that tells me probably other people have this question probably. out there as well. Here's the question that was sent in to us. How do you support your spouse and hold them accountable to their goals without criticizing them or making them feel defensive? It's a very good question. So it's a very good one. Um, here's the example. Um, my spouse struggles with his weight. He wants to lose weight, but has a hard time starting routine and sticking with it. As a spouse, I have a hard time separating my own fears about his health, his confidence, etc., from my own desire to support him. Plus, every time I try, it comes off as criticism to him, and he feels defensive. That's a real good one. You want to put the context around this, how this has played out in our uh, our world? Well, I can totally relate to the husband on this one. How so? Well, it, weight has been a struggle for me since we've gotten married. Right. And so over the course of time, I've worked to lose weight and whatnot, and I've asked you to help me and... um. And pretty much every time you'd tell me you shouldn't be eating that or don't do that, um, it would come across as critical and I would hate having your help. It would be it would be pointless because it'd make me feel terrible like I just was not good enough. So hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because the way you just conveyed that story, that does make me sound like a horrible person. You shouldn't be eating that. Knock it off. <laughs> Yeah, but no. I, I don't think it was quite that bad. Well, early in our marriage, it probably was a little more brusque and harsh than it should happen because we were just clueless. Correct. That's probably true. Now, it would be sound very different from you. Fair enough. For Fair sure. Enough. Um, but yep. when you don't know and you just only know how to do what you know how to do. Right. Then you do then, what you do. Yeah. And it was not helpful for t for me at all. And it made me always want to just um, do it by myself on my own. Even which, though I was trying to help you because you had asked me to help you. Mm -hmm. You you wanted my help. Then when I actually try to help you, it feels critical. Yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the help in a way that I could hear it. So right there, that makes sense. in a way, so there, if I could change the way that I helped you, it would have been actually more helpful? Well, we've had this conversation before, and the truth is, I don't know if it would have been, because we, we tried lots of different ways, I think. Yeah. Um, 
it always came across to me as critical. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily because you were being critical. That probably had something to do with my story as well. The minute one person tells another human being, you should stop it, or you should do it differently, or Mm -hmm. you're doing it wrong, or you're not doing it the right way, that automatically triggers the defensive brain, the survival brain in, in any human being. And so it is actually the responsibility of the person who is actually genuinely trying to support, encourage, help, um, and, uh, cheer on the other person to find language, to find tone, to find the right. correct way to still convey the same information, but to do it in a way that doesn't trigger that 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 defensive brain, that right. survival brain in them. And you're right. We have learned how to do that much much betterly than we have early on in our marriage. Right. Well, and and I think that you can relate to it as well too because when you have been trying to change how you eat or do what you do um and I see you eating something that doesn't fall into what I think the mm-hmm. parameters are, mm-hmm. I'll ask you, are you supposed to be eating that? Why, right. are, why are you eating that? Right. Because I'm, not to be critical, but because I'm confused, I have learned to ask you, does this fall within your what your rules are for what you want to do? Right. Rather than, than telling me what the rules are, right. you're asking me to stick to the rules that I've created for myself. Right. And simply being a reminder. Right. And, and because the way you and I do things is very differently. So yeah. what you would consider like a little bit of jelly somewhere here or there, I would be like, no, you can't have jelly. You said you're not having any sugar at all. So, so I have to actually ask you what, what are your, where are your parameters? What exactly falls into, I can have this and I can't have that So, so that I can help you. So let me ask this again, because we have this wife who's writing in, trying to find a way to help support her husband who's wanting to change, you know, Uh, his health level, his eating habits, his weight, all these things. What would you suggest this wife does for her husband? And then I'll tell you what I think the wife should do for her husband. Right. And we'll see who's right. Well, we'll see who's right. I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong answer. That's why I'm saying it. There there isn't a right or wrong. Well, I I think one of the first things that she can do is Mm. ask, ask him, how would you like me to support you? Brilliant. That is actually what I would suggest as well. Before before you start anything, right. before you make any comment, right? how do you want me to support you? Right. And then I think the other thing that she needs to do is actually try to figure out within herself why it's so important for her to ask certain questions or um Make certain comments. Make certain comments, yes. Because some of that might be fear-based of like, I'm worried about my husband, his health, how how this is going to affect him. And you might not respond in great ways because it's based in that fear. Yeah. Um, or it could be, think about if you're actually being critical because he's not following through, he's not doing what he said he'd do. And so there's frustration and criticism in that. Right. So you really have to think about what your motivation is in how you're supporting your spouse, whether it's actually genuine support. I want the best for you. And so I'm doing things in the best way 
What I'm hearing you say is understanding the motivation behind your comment. Is it self-serving or is it actually to serve him? Is it actually to help him? Because if it's self-serving, now your own stuff gets in the way. Right. And the healthiest, kindest, wisest spouses are the ones who know their stuff. Right. Who understand their motivation. I think that's a great suggestion as well. I like your suggestion again of before you start, you ask the question, how would you like me to support you? And then when it comes to a moment when he's, again, he's eating something that that is not following along the parameters that he has set up for himself, you get to kind of come alongside him. The wife gets to come alongside him and go, remember that conversation, you know, before we all started? This is that time when you've asked me to step in and to do X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. just like you've asked. So now it's not you coming across as critical. It's you following through on a mutually decided pathway, mutually decided course of action. And usually, usually, unfortunately, he still goes, shut up, I don't like it. (laughs) And he still might take it defensively. But honestly, deeply inside, he's going, crap. It's not actually her. It's she's doing what I've asked her to right. do. And and he doesn't actually take it as personal. It's not actually coming across as criticism. It's just, you know, like every other human being out there who has to be held to a standard and they just don't want to because they right. want some cookies. Right. And it's, it's like it's still dang, hard it's still hard to hear. It is still hard to hear. But again, it doesn't it doesn't usually interfere in the relationship right. at that point. It's right. more about the cookies and less about the criticism. The other thing, too, is they can actually talk about this dynamic, again, before it happens. It is, when I remind you, well, do you want me to remind you? Right. And if you do want me to remind you to eat healthy, when I do remind you, and now you do respond snappy, snippy, short, critically, all of that, you need to know that I might not want to keep reminding you anymore because that doesn't feel fair to me. If I'm doing something that you've asked me to do, and again, because it's mutually agreed upon before you start the process, not not making up the rules in the midst of of the process. Exactly. When you come up with that 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 format um, ahead of time, it always works out smoother. So again, if he responds poorly when she is doing what she has been asked to do now she actually has opportunity to say you know what this actually doesn't feel really safe or or fun for me to continue to encourage you Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm going to actually step out now stepping out might actually be hard stepping out and taking your hands (laughs) off and letting him deal with the consequences of his own choices is always hard for a wife because it always affects her right Anything that I do as a husband always affects you, which probably speaks into some of that motivation stuff as to why this is so important to her or why right. she exactly. wants to in- encourage him and help him get to this goal because there's actually a payoff for her in some way. Sure. When my health is bad, when I'm not feeling good, you actually are pretty strongly affected by that, would you say? I am. I am. I had a bad day yesterday. I was just in the down in the dumps. It was just a heavy day for me yesterday. And you came into me several times just going, I don't like seeing you this way. Right. This is so hard. What can I do? How can I fix you? Well, no, I, I <laughs> in, didn't. In a, in a pleasant, playful sort of right. way. And I didn't actually ask that. I know I, you didn't. It was all about, is there anything yeah. I can do for you? Yeah. But my attitude when I'm hurting 
when I'm not healthy, when I am struggling, it affects you, right? Yes. Yes. So that's actually something for him to be aware of. Right. His health, his size, this process isn't just about him anymore. Right. It's about her as well. Right. The other thing that I think about too is oftentimes it just helps having someone walking with you, doing it with you. And, and I don't know if they, if she, if she's health conscious or I would assume so maybe or not, but saying, Hey, can I, can I do what you're doing with you to make it easier for you? Can I walk with you? Can I, can I eat what you're eating? Can I cut out things so that they're just not in the house and making it difficult for you. And we're doing it together. Right. And I know that that's been helpful when you've done that with me. Sure, sure. It, it, it makes it really hard when I'm doing something on my own, even if I have your support. Right. But when I'm doing it on my own and I feel like I'm the only one and I'm missing out on everything that everybody else is having, that that is an extra challenge in there for what I already struggle with yeah. on my own. Yeah. So. Because now it's not that individualistic mindset while you're married. You're not doing it by yourself. Right. That togetherness, that connectedness. Right. Always actually makes it easier to become successful at something. Right. When you do something with someone. Right. And celebrate the little successes. That's really important. At least if you're externally motivated like I am. That's actually a good point. If the only time you're making comments tend to be mostly negative or corrective. Then every time you open your mouth, your husband braces for something negative. It, it's be, it's be very behavioral, very pa, pa, sure. Pavlovian. But if you open your mouth and it's encouragement or it is um, uh, appreciation, and then a little bit of corrective conversation in there as well. Now, now, He's not always worried every time you open your mouth, he's right. going to get, he's going to be criticized in some way. Right. So again, balancing it out for sure is a great idea. Really a good idea. Yeah. And for people who are externally motivated. Yeah. Celebrating successes is really, really important. Um, quite. Even the little you, ones. <laughs> you love, you love tchotchkes that, that mark progress in some way. Right. And again, some people are that way. I am absolutely not that way, but I'm married to someone who is. And so understanding that. Here's probably the last thing I would say to this couple who is kind of uh, struggling through some of this. Um, this actually might be an area that you don't have as much input into. I can remember many seasons where I I saw you making decisions that I knew were not healthy, were not wise, right. were not smart, but I also knew that it would cause more damage if I did say something. Yeah. And I had to sit back and patiently let you experience the consequences of your choices and struggle a little extra. Sure. Because you actually were not in an open receptive space for me personally to provide that feedback, that correction, that guidance, that right. encouragement, that it was like it was like a taboo topic. Well, you you would listen to other people. You could have other people make those exact same comments that I would want to make. But because it was coming from me, it held a different charge. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I remember that. I do. Yeah. 
it is interesting and it's also real. It's a very real thing. Sometimes the same information is received better when it's delivered by somebody else because they don't have the same relationship. Right. The same di- relational dynamics aren't playing into right. uh, tainting the message. I think too, even though I could take those from other people, I didn't really take them to heart. I don't think that I was in a in those times. I don't think I was really just in the emotional place or a stable enough place to even be able to. Yeah. And so I just had to work through your stuff. Go through that until I got to a place where I could be okay. I'm ready now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Gauging openness mm-hmm. is one of the most important and sometimes the hardest thing to do because when the person is just not open then shouting louder, becoming more critical, presenting more evidence, exhibit A, exhibit B as to why you're right and they are wrong. It, it just automatically, again, triggers that defensive brain, that survival and brain piece. And it causes piece. more issue. And a bigger rift happens between the two of you. Yeah. So you want to gauge that openness first. Yep. So that's what I would say to this couple. Again, I hear the motivation there. She wants what's best for her husband. Yes, There's absolutely. probably a little bit of something going on for her as well, but she sure. wants what's best for her husband and learning the how, how to communicate that. That is the art of good, healthy, secure marriages. Right. Is understanding that how you communicate is just as important as what you communicate. Yes. And she's wanting to learn how to do that better. So and that's admirable. We applaud couples who are asking these questions yeah. and want to improve the how in yep. their in their relationship. Now, again, you and I went through this exact same scenario. It's actually a little strange because um, we're finding out that as we do these podcasts, we're running against the exact same scenarios. A little side note here real quick. We did a podcast three or four episodes ago about a husband and wife yelling at each other in a canoe or, or <laughs> paddling down some rapids. And last Friday, we were in a boat paddling down some rapids and we got into a little fight just like they did it's yep. like wow this is this is a little scary a little taboo not taboo um deja vu there you go what this tells me is we are more similar than different right. marriages all across the world all across the pacific northwest every relationship struggles with a lot of the same issues and so if you're listening to this podcast and you're going oh, i'm so glad i'm not the only one who has this question or i'm not the only one who's struggling with this that's true. Yeah. You and I have been through it. People who write in are courageous enough to share their story and and be honest about their relationship. And if you're listen, listening to this podcast and you're going, okay, I've been having this question. I really don't know what to do about it. I'm going to go ahead and write in to, to these two weird people called Paul and Shannon <laughs> who talk into microphones and create this podcast. But apparently they might, they might get it. Um, Please do. We want you to know you're not alone in in the struggles of your marriage and the successes of your marriage. Right. We want to be there and rejoice with you and also help you avoid some of the potholes and the speed bumps that we've kind of gone over in the 27 years of our marriage. And if we can do that, that would make our day. Yep. So you can write to us, paul at securemarriage.com or shannon at securemarriage.com. And we will do exactly what we did here. We'll take a question, we'll put it onto the podcast, and we'll try to answer it. Or if you want to start uh, and kind of do an assessment of your marriage, you can go to securemarriage.com and go through our little quiz, which kind of ranks you on the six parts of the secure marriage framework to see kind of which areas you need to start working on first. And then from there, we have uh, courses on communication and a couple of things that cost you absolutely nothing. Anyway, 
that's it. I think that's it. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.